Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, everyone. I bet you didn't expect to hear from me tonight. Yes, it's Beth from Texas, and it's about 7 o'clock in Texas, but it's Sunday. Sunday. So we kind of, the podcast crew kind of got together and we all agreed that it would be a lot easier for all of us to do this on Sunday for a multiple, multiple number of ideas. One, we, um, you know, we, but we all remember the games better, you know, all of that kind of stuff and our schedules aren't as crazy. So welcome to the Chelsea in America podcast because it's me. So if you can hear my voice, it must be the Chelsea in America podcast. But it is Sunday, and we're going to continue to do this on Sunday. And that's a message to you. That so all you got to do is send Eddie a tweet at CIA underscore podcast, or go to the Facebook page at Chelsea in America Podcast, or send an email to podcast at Chelsea in America. Tell him you want to join. So that's really important. We also want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank CFC UK USA, brought to us by Dan Lundberg. I'm hoping that soon he's going to have the first issues of the pod, of the fanzine out to everybody that's subscribed. I'm sure he'll talk about that in a few minutes. But we love we love CFC UK. So, and if you fancy yourself a writer, you really should get a hold of Dan. You can reach him on Twitter at CFC UK USA or at cfcukusa at gmail.com. We also want to thank One World Sports. We want to remind you this is the last couple of days of October, and you need to vote. And if you haven't voted, you need to do that. So get the word out. Let's get everybody voting, signing up for that uh, sweepstakes, and get the word out. Um, I haven't checked it in a while. I could probably do it um, and see where we are. Uh, last I checked, we were ahead of the Gooners, um, and we want to make sure that that continues. And we were far behind Bayern Munich, but hopefully maybe that's not the case. Um, so all you have to do is go to OneWorldSports.com and look for this October sweepstakes. And I can tell you that right now we did make some ground up on Byron Munich. Um, they're at 55, we're at 30, and the Gooners are at 15. So we are twice as good as the Gooners. Fuck <laughs> Yeah. Fuck them. Um, but uh, we do need a lot more people voting for the Chelsea. So uh, make sure that you get that out on your Twitter page. Get it out on Facebook. Remind everybody these are the last days. Um, we also want to thank 8x8 Magazine. If you haven't gotten it, it is not your father's football magazine. It's our football magazine made for today's sports, for today's supporter. Um, absolutely beautiful, front to back, great articles. I know I read one about Jose the other day. It's just absolutely – it gave me a lot to think about. It gave me a lot to think about. So I really appreciate the journalism and the artwork and 
and everything else like that in that. We also want to thank Parker's. Parker's is now <clears throat> the home of the English Pork Pie Company. So Parker's is kind of expanding, and one of their things is, is English Pork Pie Company, so do go check them out. Post it on your Facebook, post it on your Twitter, uh, you know, let the guys in the pub know however way you can do, you know, to get the word out. With that, excuse me, with that, I think I am going to send it over to Dan and maybe he can update us on what's going on with CFC UK USA. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, uh, it might sound kind of cliche or something, but uh, I have had some computer issues recently and uh, so I've been getting that sorted out. So I have all the issues printed um finally so it's just been a matter of getting them shipped out on time what happened was i had one of them printed and then i was just waiting for the next issue because i didn't want to have to send out uh two separate issues a couple days apart and that's when my computer issues arose so kind of been waiting to get that sorted out so that sorted out so uh now it's just a matter of getting the uh address labels stuck on the fanzines and in the mail so they should be out uh sometime this week so keep those awesome. in mind okay. what's that and uh i can't wait i know i I've, I've had a lot of questions on it and uh i'm looking forward to getting people their uh their fanzines so we're also looking for people who are willing to uh write articles whether it's uh, once a month, or maybe you just have one article, you just have something on your mind that you want to write about, and you want to put it in the uh, USA edition, so uh, it's a pretty cool opportunity to kind of have like a, your own little exclusive article that just the uh, USA subscribers will be able to see, so if you're interested in writing, whether it's a couple paragraphs or longer than that, uh, feel free to send them to me at cfcukusa at gmail.com, and We'd love to have some some contributions from from people here in the fanzine, so you can have your articles right along the likes of uh, Chidge and whoever else is writing in the fanzine in the UK. So, pretty cool chance to kind of get your uh, your writing out there for for other people to see. Send it over to Eddie. Oh yeah, I guess I will send it all the way up to Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night to talk about yesterday's Chelsea match, which unfortunately did not go in our way, but we'll get into that shortly. So, um, it's Eddie. I'm part of the Motor City Blues here in Detroit. You can uh, tweet at me at CIA underscore podcast. You can also use the hashtag CIA pod. Uh, we're also on uh, Facebook at the Chelsea in America podcast, and I know Dan, you run the Instagram page as well. Uh, 
And yeah, you can also send me email the old-fashioned way to podcast at chelseanamerica.com. There we go. So, uh, what have you been dying dying to talk about here, Eddie? Oh, boy. Give it to us. Uh, the circus that was yesterday's match and how um, Niamada Machik apparently doesn't know how to tackle. Because uh, both of those cards that he earned was incredibly senseless and unnecessary. Uh, I could kind of get why he did the first one because uh, the first one happened right after we had the shot on goal that looked like it went in but you know we saw no reaction from the ref so I'm sure you know Machi tried to do something in order to get a whistle in order to get the referee to look at his um, uh, at his watch to see if that was you know goal or no goal but that second yellow that he got just before halftime was completely dumb and, un- and unnecessary. And, uh, and yeah, that was kind of my early thoughts about the match. Yeah, I mean, I just thought, I kind of thought parts of it were, well, there's just too much senseless things happening. I mean, I mean, honestly, I think Monster's first foul was pretty soft foul, but he shouldn't have been putting he shouldn't have put himself in both situations to even have the ref have to make a decision. But you know, the first one is just kind of one of those things that, you know, sometimes you do, there's that momentum that you get. And, uh, I mean, you saw when we, we did the same thing to, to West Ham when, uh, I think they had a shot get clear or a shot blocked or something and William picked it up. But that's when he, you know, passed it out to Fabregas for that controversial offsides call. And I mean, you see how fast a team can hit you on the counter, and I think he was just trying to trying to slow that down. But you know, he put himself in a situation where uh, he forced the referee to, you know, if you're going to call the foul, he's he's going to get a card in that situation. So, you know, it's just put himself in some bad positions. But you know, halftime, I was kind of like, oh gosh, here we go with this again. But I thought second half we came out and we looked better than we've than we have in a long time, and we only had ten men, and I thought that was. Really positive. I, I loved the, the first 25, 30 minutes of that second half. I mean, you really couldn't even tell that we were playing playing with 10 men. I mean, the players were playing with some heart. And they were... today but I mean I, I was impressed with the second half so how about you Beth um <clears throat> I'm not surprised we look better with 10 men considering the person that I mean Maddich came off he wasn't playing well Fabregas came off and Johnny McHale came in and and it totally changed everything um I hate I hate saying anything bad about a player, but Fabregas has been despicable. I agree. I mean, you know, I know that everybody, you know, honestly, I looked at it. He was, he might not have been offside, but he was darn close to. Yeah. And 
um, you know, it, you know, I've said it, I don't know how many more times I need to say it, but, um, you know, if we don't have any, if we don't have bad luck, we have no luck at all. And, you know, didn't William hit the crossbar once? Yeah, I or, believe so. Possibly, you know, I, I can't remember. I know he did midweek. Against he hit it Kiev. twice midweek. Yeah. William came close to hitting a crossbar on one of his free kicks late uh, late in the match. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think we played really, really well. I still don't know who got sent off from the sidelines. Um, that makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I, I don't even know what happened. I don't know what happened either. What one? I think during while the match was going on, I thought I heard the commentator say that there was a fan on the field, and I think when they said that there was a fan, that it was actually the assistant who just went too far out onto the field during the whole montage situation. I think that's what it was. I forget who who which assistant it was, but I think that's what happened. Was he just was way way onto the field? saying something to the ref. I think that's where that came from. So I'm sure the fourth official said something to uh to the ref about it and that's how that's what happened there. So but no, I mean I I, th I think it's just you know, I mean our players just have this had those reactions. I don't know. I mean, McKelly only played today, but Ramirez, they kind of seem to be able to handle it. Like, they kind of seem unfazed by what's happening with the team. And then there's some players who just seem like it's it's really getting to to them in the head. And I think we saw that yesterday with with the, you know, there was really only maybe ten or fifteen minutes there where we were a little bit shaky and had all that you know nervousness going on. And the rest of the game was was fine. I would agree with you. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I really don't know. Um, should it, should JT have stood with his feet together? Uh, not there. You know, I think that I think that's kind of silly. Um, and you know, but it was Fabregas's man, and Fabregas wasn't there. Fabregas did not have a good game yesterday. And I was actually kind of relieved when he got subbed off. He just looks very slow. He looks disinterested. Yeah, yes, that's exactly the word I had in my mind. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sorry. Can can it, please someone tell me what game this year has Fabregas had um, a good game? <laughs> None. No, I, I think. I think you're hearing crickets. Yeah, I am hearing crickets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been a tough year for him and I don't know if it's 
I mean, who knows? Who knows what's what's happening? What's going on? You know, but I think for me at this point, it's kind of like I remember saying early on in the podcast. I'm like, you know, wait till September, October to see what's happening, and really hasn't much changed. And I think it's just time for whether it's a player, a couple players, Mourinho. If there's whatever's going on, if there's something going on behind the scenes that no one knows about, someone just needs to step up and just. I think just like get it out there and just be honest and just say, here's our problem. You know, they just got to, as a club, as a team, they just got to face whatever problem there is and deal with it. I think kind of, I think sometimes you can kind of push some problems to the side and kind of grind through it, but it seems like that's just not working right now. And I think if there is something happening, it's just got to be addressed and out there, not necessarily to the public, but as a club as a team just you know behind closed doors just a team meeting a team something where they just get together and basically just talk about what's happening and, and figure it out you know yeah I mean, i'll be honest with you um other than And it's been the middle four all season long. Yep. They can't seem, you know, don't get me wrong, William is working his socks off, okay? But he's not got any support. You know, Hazard had a better game this season. Or this, I think, on Saturday. I think Eden had a much better game. Certainly in the second half, I think he went pretty missing in the first. But, you know, when he saw that Fabregas wasn't going to cover that man, he tried to get there. Yeah. Plus smart, you know, but that wasn't his job. You know, um, Ramirez seems to be doing okay. Maddox isn't doing well. And we've got, you know, it's like Hazard has come on, but Fabregas is still, I, I mean, I run faster than Fabregas is right now. <laughs> he's not being creative. He's not adding anything. And I, I'm really frustrated with him. And yet he plays every single match. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for giving players a chance. I, every player's going to have a bad game. They're not going to be at their top level week in, week out. I mean, I'm not, I don't expect that from any player. But when you have that long of a run of that much, with that much inconsistency, he's got to sit. I mean, he's just got to sit. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's almost like going into a match with 10 men off the bat, you feel like, because... You know, he doesn't, he can't contribute defensively. And, you know, I think he's been kind of found out because he's a player with who doesn't have much pace, but he can, he's good with the ball at his feet, but he just gets two people on him and he can't get out of it because he just doesn't have the pace to, to be able to do it. And, you know, last year, if he was, if he got the ball deep, you know, he was always playing those little balls over the top to Costa because he had that space. And I think he's just been found out, you know, and, and if you can cut out that, that link between the back four and our front four, you know, you're going to have a really tough time keeping the ball and, and getting something created quickly, 
you know, and he was able to do that last year. You know, we defense would stop the ball. They'd give it to him. He could turn and just get a pass in. But now he, he can't get do that as quickly, and it allows the, the opposing team to get their defense back, even if it's an extra five yards of time. You know, they can cover five extra yards in that extra two seconds it takes him to get away from the two guys, and, you know, he's, he's sussed out. So I think he just – something needs to happen. I don't know if it's just – our formation doesn't fit his play style, which personally I don't think it does. I mean, I know you don't like to get too much into tactical things, but I don't think he fits our four-two-three-one in in any way. So I think that might be part of it, and not I don't have any solution for it to be honest. But I think a change just has to be made. It's just gone too far. Well, we know what happens when he goes into the 50s. He gets the yellow card. Do you think? Yeah, and it just seems seems that, you know, earlier in the season, you know, Hazard and Fabregas, you know, they both were going in a 180 direction compared to when they played last season. But it does seem like Hazard is starting to turn things around while Fabregas is still getting left out in the dust. Yeah. And he's leaving himself out in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I won't say that Ed, I think Eddie's um, confidence is, is very off. He had a perfect opportunity to score a goal and wouldn't do it and yeah. pass the ball off. Um. But I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. For right now. Let him gain his confidence. First six, seven games of the season, he couldn't get past one player, leave alone two, and now he's getting three free. So I'm yeah. happy. I know. I, I was it was I was happy to see him make some of those some of those little turns he does, you know, right outside the eighteen with the ball, yeah. but you know, you can tell that he's just still not fully there. But I mean you can tell confidence does a whole hell of a lot for a player. Just look at William last year and Hazard last year, they're basically switched roles, <laughs> you know? You know, now you see William, he doesn't do that standing outside the box thing as much as he did before. You know, he's got that confidence. And confidence is huge, especially when you're, I think when you're a young player like Hazard, I mean, he's basically everywhere he's been, he's done well every season, you know? And this is probably his first little hiccup. And, you know, it's something he's not used to. And... You know, you never know. Maybe it's a matter of trying too hard, thinking too much. You know, he's just not feeling naturally into the game. And but I, th- I think he has improved the past couple games. And you know, I think we got to give the player some time. It's just <laughs> we've got such a a dense schedule that you know we just hope that we can turn it around. And I, I know me personally, it's like I don't care if we win or lose. You know. Like obviously, I want to see us win, and and I want to see us be successful. I think what's been the most disappointing thing for me this year is is knowing that there's that just we're not playing up to our potential. It's one thing to have shit players and and be fifteenth and be fine with it, but it's just seeing. I'm not saying we need to be first. I'm not saying 
anything like that, but it's just knowing that they, they can do so much better than they are doing. I think that's just been the most disappointing thing for me this year. And, and you know, you just want to see them turn it around and, and play the way that they're capable of playing. I would agree with If you. this was our... Doing the business. Yeah. No, exactly. And <laughs> you know, I, I I was thinking about Which it. Tells me that if we would have had eleven on, really, you know, giving it a hundred percent, we would have won the game. Yeah. No, I agree, and and I think, I think just looking at yesterday's performance, if if we had been third in the league with whatever eighteen points or whatever, you need to be third right now. And we went to West Ham and had ten men and lost two to one. With that performance, I think we'd all kind of be there'd be there wouldn't be so much negativity around it. You know, it'd be like, you know, we had ten men. You know, we played hard second half with ten men. What do we expect? You know, it's just it's just kind of been our run of games that makes it for most people. I think seem like such a poor result. But you know, yeah. I mean, it's. It's like I see it as a poor result. I kind of see both sides of it. But at the same time, I think about it, you know, what do you expect from 10 men? Do you expect them to go out there and win, you know, win the game 3-1 to one with 10 men? I mean, I don't expect that, especially against an informed West Ham, you know? I think they played they harder after West they went down to 10 men than when they had 11. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this is the West Ham team that's beat Man City this year and beat Arsenal and beat Liverpool, you know? I mean... They're a good side, whether I, whether it sucks to say that or not. I mean, they're a good side this year, and I think we put in a just performance in the second half that, you know, there was nothing to be really ashamed of in the second half. I think it was no. really just those last 10 minutes of the first half. It's just that mental strength is just gone, and and we saw it happen there. I mean, we had, you know, just Matic's fouls that were just unnecessary, and then players getting other fouls for talking to the ref. I mean, it's just that little stuff, and... That that's just got to be sorted out, and and that's where we're lacking. That's that's the thing. It's not the skill. It's not that our players aren't skilled enough. It's that their mental strength isn't there. It's just not. I think I I, I don't want to say that about all of them. I think I don't. You know, we've already mentioned William. You know that he is just mentally he's he's in it. He's in it. You know, I would say we're missing. In really key places, players with the right mentality. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, that's kind of what I was saying before, how there's some players that seem to be able to handle what's happening and some that kind of can't. And that's a lot better than when we were a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, um, you know, and if we could get a little luck, it would help. Yeah. Exactly. A little good luck, I should say. Yes, and I guess an example of that is if that ball would have gone like another, what, two inches more? Two inches? In that was game. like two centimeters. Yeah. Yeah, no, another inch more. It, w- it would have been a goal. It would have been, what, a 1-1 one, one 
draw at, at that moment. And who knows, you know, Machik would have probably not even gotten the first yellow. So he would have probably stayed uh, out there on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are definitely a lot of what-ifs. A lot of what-ifs from yesterday. I mean, there always are. And, you know, it's kind of one of the things, sometimes you always have that luck going in your way, and, and sometimes it goes the other way. So Well, we're, we're due a lot of good luck, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, so I mean... You know, you know I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the changing of clocks didn't help. Oh, well, that was Sunday, so it didn't matter. Um, I know traveling all the way to Kiev and back isn't good. I mean, it's taxing in more ways than one. But honestly, the boys didn't look taxed other than Fabregas. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's down to like a physical stamina kind of thing, you know. At the beginning of the year, it kind of seemed like that because of our the whole preseason and, you know, yeah. not much practice. But I mean... We're beyond that point now. I mean that that is that's just beyond what's happening. So, you know, I, I think we've got two big tests coming up this week. I mean, I think Stoke's away in Capital One Cup, right? Yep. I mean Stoke away, and then Liverpool at home. I, I think these are two. I, as much as I hate to say, I think these could be two huge games for this club in general. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I want to see Mourinho stay. I mean, I'm. We'll never want him to leave, really, but you never know what, what the board might be thinking. And I think these are two huge games for for our season and, and really for the club. I mean, I, I don't know if like that's how you think, but th- that's kind of how I see it. I would love to see the board stand behind Jose and let, let this – because I'll tell you something. One person we haven't talked about is Jose. Yeah. We've talked about the players losing their confidence. We've talked about – you know, Ben, exactly. So when something happens, when everything that you touch seems to turn to shit, okay? It is incredibly difficult for people that have never failed. Mm-hmm. To deal with. They lose they lose their minds, literally. And I think to some extent Jose is kind of almost there. I mean, he is literally, personally, I think, grasping at some straws. Um, he, I know everybody said, oh, well, he lashed out at this kid. Well, I, that's bullshit. You know, he'd been harangued by other people that day. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But the fact of the matter is he's never had to coach a losing side. You know, um, and what I see him doing now makes me hopeful. You know, he's back to writing in his book a lot, which he hadn't been doing for quite some time. Yes, mm-hmm. I pay attention to little stupid things, 
Um, yes, he's mad at the refs. I don't blame him. I seriously do not blame him. I don't blame him for being mad at the refs. Why he decided to show solidarity with his manager or one of his coaches and go up to the stands after the guy was at the second half. Maybe he wanted a different look at it. I don't know. I don't know why he did that. But if it's going to help him get his head, you know, we all fail. And I've said this, I don't know how many times, the difference between a failure and a successful person is a failure fail, a person fails and stays down. A successful person fails and gets up and tries again. And it's, it's true. When you look at many, you know, I mean, everybody that I can think of that's a success from Steve Jobs to, um, you know, Lee Iacocca to, you know, just about everybody. They've had more failures than most people because when they fail, they don't stay down. And Jose needs that lesson. And maybe it is his time to learn that lesson. had to do it in my business, you know, when, you know, things were going all hunky-dory and then, you know, literally the wheels just fell off. And I had to go back and go, no, I'm doing everything the same. It's like, no, you know what? I'm not doing it. It's sometimes it's the little thing. It's always the little things. Yeah. But those are life lessons that people that fail and get up and go again have learned. And Jose's never had that opportunity. And I think if he can get through, through it, it will make him a better person and a much better man. No, I agree. That was going to be my point. I think if he gets through it, it'll it'll make him much better, you know, and, and he'll learn from it. And do you think it's just come down to maybe just being complacent with some things, you know, like just maybe not running this drill again at training because he thinks the players know how to do it even though they fucked up during training? Or, I mean, do you think it's like those little things? I mean, I'm just kind of, just trying to I, think of some examples. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, I think, personally, I think he's distanced himself so far from people that were friends. His circle of people that he communicates with has shrunk over the years and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. And now he's surrounded... He surrounded himself with a lot of yes men. Yeah. And you can't have, you can't be successful surrounding yourself with just yes men. You can't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Um, you know, uh, I could be 110% wrong. God, I hope I am. But um, what I do know is that he needs, that would be the advice I, I would give him is to know that he's he's respected, he's cared for, he's loved by the club. We all still love him. Just get back to where you were 
when and do the things that got you here in the first place. That joy he's lost the joy of the game, that's for sure. Yeah. And and that's that gets back to that whole thing that I you know that I just said about people that that are not used to failing. Silvio getting sent off just before halftime and Jose getting sent off at halftime. We wouldn't have seen a meltdown that of that. I think I think just in the team in general. Well, he's got to remember he is the person that sets the tenor for the team. If he's, did you guys, did you guys bother to read that um, article? I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. Um, did you guys read that article um, in Eight by Eight? No, I, I did not. I would, I would suggest that that you do it. Because it talks about, um, it talks about uh, dictators, and that Jose is a bit of a dictator. And I don't think there's anybody. If anybody's going to disagree with that, I don't think that he is. He is one of those people that you, it's it's his way or the highway. You know, you know, you either you're either in for a penny or, or in for a pound. And the problem is that with dictators like that. You can look at some in history, if you like, that when everything is going well, when things are going to plan, they they pretty much follow their plan. They know where they're going, um, you know, and everything. Then when things start to go wrong, they push away the naysayers. They push away those people that will be honest with them and tell them the truth. They surround themselves with yes-men, and they make major mistakes. And... Um, and I, I think that's where he is. Yeah. Do you, and, and in that way, do you think you mean, like, the board? Or do you think you mean, like, having coaches and assistants with him that are kind of looking to grow? I mean, I think. You know, I really think you did well on that. But boy, that was a stupid thing. Yeah. You know, Fergie would be honest with him. Um, this sounds ridiculous, but even people like Spy, you know, just people. He's, you know, Rui will Rui will die for Joe, for for Jose. If Jose turned to Rui for, and said, "Rui, I need you to walk out that pier a hundred yards," he would not even say to the. He would not even think for a moment. It's only thirty yards long. He would just go and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's a great person to have with you, 
but you need somebody that will stand up and say, dude, you want me to drown? Yes, I want you to drown for me. Well, go fuck off. You know, or, oh, shit, did I say 100 yards? I meant 20. You know, you have to have somebody that's always looking over your shoulder and pointing out your errors. You just do. Yeah, it's a system of checks and balances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I think he's lost that. You know, some of them have died. Um, Some of them he doesn't speak to anymore. Um, You know, but... I'm just, I'm just speaking from personal experience, what's helped me, and I am nowhere, anywhere near as successful as Josie is. Yeah. Um, and some very, very close people that are very, that I'm very close to, issues that they've had when they kind of hit that, that, that bump in the road. I mean, I, I think I did see online that, uh, that, one person that has been kind of backing him a little bit has been Ancelotti. I mean, he's kind of said, if there's anybody who can get Chelsea out of this, it's, it's Mourinho, you know? And yeah. I mean, there's somebody who's high up that, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know what their relationship is, if they even have one, but I mean, I mean, that's just an example I've seen of someone who, you know, I think would be highly, highly respectable as a human and as a manager, just Carlo, you know? But is Jose reaching out to those people? Yeah. You know, or has he delved into his own um, demons so deep that he can't see the forest for the trees? But do you think some of this still has to do with his father? I mean... Oh, I'm sure it does. You know, maybe that's... I, I don't know what his relationship with his father is, but I mean, it seems like they must be... You know, and and that could easily be be contributing. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of relationship they have. I know his dad was a footballer. Jose was not. You don't know. Only Jose knows, and, and maybe a few select people, his wife, et cetera, et cetera, would know. You know, if he had a nurturing childhood or something that maybe is not as perfect as as we all hope every childhood is. Um, you, you just don't know. You just don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But I can tell you that any time that happens, you know, and I mean, I had a horrible relationship with my dad. But when my dad died, I felt like an orphan. Mm-hmm. And when he was sick, um, and he was sick for a really long time. Um, I carried it on my shoulders. Huge. You know, I mean, really, really huge. 
um, because I felt responsible, you know, all of, all of those kinds of things, and that I couldn't do enough, I couldn't fix him, and, and I mean, it's very weird, it's a very weird thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just, I don't know what the solution is, but I, I think through all the poor results and everything, I think I, I can, personally, I think I still see the light at the end of the tunnel because I think we do have the right guy in charge. You know, I think if this was, if this was what was happening and we had, you know, AVB still or something, I, I think it would, it would be, I'd feel a little less, you know, level-headed because I, I still just, I think Jose's the guy and, and, you know, I think, I think what, what you noticed with the beginning of our, our podcast here is that, you know, we started talking about the game and, you know, we started talking about the players and I think all we see in the media is it is Jose, 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 because that's, he's the story, you know, that's what everybody wants to write about. That's what everybody wants to talk about. And I think we see from outside sources, it seems like, oh, it's Jose's fault for everything, but you know, it, it is a team. And I think, I think that's got to be addressed somehow. And, and, you know, I'm not putting No, no, I get it. If um, if any of the players are having a hard time, they know they can go to Jose. Who does Jose go to when yeah. he's having a hard time? No, exactly. And I think th that just goes back to what you were saying before, is having that support system or someone to look to for advice, you know, someone to get his head on straight. Yeah. And... I think that may that might be the missing piece. I mean, I'd love for it to be that simple as you know, someone to give them a phone call and everything's sorted, you know. But obviously, things aren't that simple and can't be fixed that easily. But um, it's a process. But if you don't address it, it's not gonna. You're not even gonna get started on it. Yeah. So I mean, just looking ahead to to Tuesday. I mean, what do you think? What do you think the the mentality, the strategy, in in that short turnaround? I mean, do you think the team? I think the team can will benefit from playing more games more often. You know, I think it, it lets them focus on the game rather than everything else. Well, I mean, what do you think? I, I think. I think the more games we have, it might be the better at this point. I mean, I, I feel us slowly picking up some momentum here. It's just getting yep. two or three results in a row. You know, I think we kind of saw that. I kind of felt like it was getting back together, and then we had that international break, you know, and I think that kind of cut our momentum out. And, I mean, our results really haven't been that terrible. I mean, 
a draw away in Kiev is not the end of the world. I mean, we beat Aston Villa. That's not the greatest win, but you know what? It's three points. Yeah, and we sure lost two to one. That. And we lost two to one against ten men. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, we're two to get two to one with ten men. I mean, that's not. So, do, so what you're saying is concentrate on the positives. Yeah. And it seems to me that Jose has been concentrating on the negatives. We didn't get, you know, Fabregas wasn't offside. You know, yeah. if you know, it maybe it should have been a goal. Matic shouldn't have got that first yellow card. You know, and then they send off another. You know, he's he's got to get out of that mindset yeah. because you surround yourself with negative thoughts. Thoughts surround you. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the players feed off that. I think it's just. Whether we were playing FA Cup against a League Two side, if we would score, Mourinho would like get up off the off the bench and you know clap his hands or something. You know, now it seems we score. He just sits there. You know, and and I think it's it's almost like it's almost like the just like a just having fun. Just like you you mentioned it before. Just kind of he's lost that fun part of it. You know, where's the joy? Yeah, and you know I think if we just keep playing games and you know like like you were saying focus on the positives and you know yeah Fabregas has been <laughs> pretty woeful this year but you know look how great William's been you know I, I think there's got to be a little more focus on that from from not just him but but kind of everyone at the club just kind of yeah there's going to be bad times but we really just got to focus on the, the good things and I think everything else will sort itself out because you know I know people have their thoughts on Fabregas, you know, being a former Arsenal player, but he is a good player and he's not going to be like this forever. And I think just getting that focus on on some more positive things will will do the team wonders. You know, I mean, I remember seeing pictures last year and videos of, you know, the team during training would have they'd have the basketball hoops out, you know, and they'd all be like playing basketball and taking half court shots and, you know, just goofing around, you know, maybe it's Maybe it's instead of working harder and focusing more, it's maybe it's take a step back and, and just have a little fun for a bit and, and you know. Breathe. Yeah. And just, you know, yeah, whatever. We're having poor results and you know what? But we're still playing the game we love and just have some fun with it. And I mean, to remind themselves of all the things that they have that, they, that are such gifts and that they need to find the joy in. You know, would they, you know, think of what our lives are like? I mean, would they want to have some of the jobs that we have, you know, that, you know, and scrape by, barely making making it, trying to figure out how we're going to save up enough money to go to our next match? Do they, do they really want to live there, you know? Or do they, do they want to accept that, you know, they have this amazing experience, they have amazing talent, you know, again... You know, any it, it is the hardest thing to do when you're down is to concentrate on the things that you do have. It yeah. is the hardest. And most people don't do it very well. I don't do it very well. You know, when I get down and everything else like that, it's just like, shit, the world is, you know, you know, crashing yeah. in and, and I'm a shit. And I mean, you, you know, we all have our demons. Um we need them to to not do that. And I think some of them are getting out of it. 
and they're finding the joy. They're finding the love of the game. I mean, if you don't love the game, then it is a drudgery and it is work. But I think they all still love the game. I think they all still love playing. Um, concentrate on that. Just trust yourself, you know, and and it'll be all right. It'll be all What were they doing, you know, last year that got them playing better? Or what got them, you know, hustling a lot better? And uh, I know I saw somebody, you know, post on social media today, you know, blaming Asmir Begovic for some of their issues. And he's like the last of their problems. You know, I think if I were to vote for an MVP of the season so far, it would be him. You know, um, um, especially with the role that he had to... Uh, step into after uh, Courtois went down. You know, I think he's played a heck of a uh, a heck of a goalkeeping game so far, and it's definitely no not any of uh, his fault. And uh, I guess I would lastly say, especially with the last goal, uh, the game winner that they had. You know, there wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot that could be done, um, especially on Zuma's end, in order to defend against Andy Carroll, especially when Carroll had, what, a good four or five inches uh, height advantage over him? Yeah. No, I mean, when when he went in, I was like this. I mean, I, I mean during the during the week, I listened to mostly Chelsea, you know, different Chelsea uh, podcasts. And then whenever I have some free time, I'm always listening to talk sport. And there was, I forget, some some guy was on talking about West Ham and, They've just been saying how uh, Billich has just kind of turned Andy Carroll into this super sub for them, and that's kind of been his role this year. Is he comes on with twenty five thirty minutes left, and you know goes after teams after their their players are beat down. And when I saw him come on, I'm like, all it's going to take is one ball, you know. And I, I think it's just I don't want to harp on the same point over and over, but it's, I think just everybody's looking for. Okay, here's the problem. There's one problem. Everyone wants to put their finger on it. It is this player because they're not doing this, or it's this person because they're not in charge. Whatever you know, and we're not going to find just this one answer. And that's why we just got to move on from the negative and just get back to the positive. And there is no answer to the problem. There's not a one word, a one person, a one sentence that's going to solve everything and be this is the problem. It's it's not just not going to happen. So move on from it and just get back to what works well. So Great. So we've got Stoke away on Tuesday. We want to remind everybody the game will be Televised, it'll be on the in. Um, so you can look forward to that. I know I am. I need a break, anyways. Um, uh, 
we've got Liverpool next. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Uh, I'm not sure. Saturday morning. It is the early game. So, uh, because they set their clocks back in England today, and we haven't, that game's at 8.45 Eastern, not 7.45. Oh, so we get an extra hour, thank God. Yes, 5.45. Yes. Don't have to get up at 4 o'clock. Well, make sure we start <laughs> tweeting that out, but, you know. Yeah, people won't, won't realize. So, um, so, Eddie, it's at 7.45 your time? Yes. No, uh, 8.45. 7.45 for me. Excellent. And I don't have to drive you down. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm not going to get up too far. Yes. And you know what? He's absolute, Dan is absolutely right. Um, that, you know, they did set their clocks back early, early this morning. Um, that, you know, that gives us all an opportunity to have uh, because we set our clocks back on Halloween, right? Uh, on November 1st. Uh, oh. Halloween is Saturday. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not getting up at 2 a.m. to move my clocks, Eddie. I'll do it on Saturday. No. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a 8.45, and then, uh, and then the normal 10 o'clock matches will start at 11. Excellent. Just like today's games were an hour away. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this is my favorite time of the year because we never change clocks in Arizona. So now, for the rest of the year until the spring, we get an extra hour. Everything's an hour later for us now. So no more 445s this year. Now just 545s. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. You must be thrilled to bit. To bit. <laughs> yes. Well, make sure that everybody is tweeting out about the time difference. And how that affects, ooh, that means that the game on Tuesday is at 2.45 for me and not 1.45. Yep, that'd be 3.45 for me, but it doesn't apply to me because I work my second job on Tuesday anyway, so I won't be watching the game either way. Well, I will. I will be down at Chimera's. So if you don't, maybe Bethy can give us just like a two-minute uh, synopsis of kind of what where you watched the game this weekend. We had a meetup. We got called out by the West Ham supporters to have us all meet up at um, at the Londoner in Addison. <clears throat> and so there was at least, I would say, 30 to 35, if not more of us around. Um, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How how is the how yeah. big is their West Ham group? They have a decent decent group there. Fifteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. And they wouldn't even come and sit in the same room with us. They they said no 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 no. We always sit over here. This is where you know when we sit here we win. It's like what? Forty. Over in East Dallas, there's guys that live in South Dallas. 
So, you know, it's all it's always great to see as many people as possible. And it was, you know, we used to meet at the Londoner um, many years ago. And it was just, it was just a great time. It was just a great time, you know, to see everybody banter back and forth. Um, you know, friggin' Gooners were there to start singing that Jose's going to get sacked in the morning. Assholes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm, so, and I'm sorry, sorry for not, but I mean, seriously, from a club that is either loves Arsene Wenger or wants him out, I, you know, <laughs> it's been going on like that for years. Um, they've got a lot of nerve saying that. Yeah. I totally agree with you, Beth. Um, I know somebody tweeted this to uh, Piers Morgan about three, four weeks ago. Are you Jose in? Or no, are you Arson in? No, are you Wenger in or are you Wenger out? And uh, Piers Morgan was was being a smart ass back to him and said, I'm Wenger, shake it all about. No, but that kind of tells you everything about Arsenal fans. It's all back and forth. They can't make up their yeah, mind on anything. So <laughs> they don't know great. what they and want. And I urge, I know, I know that, or at least I've heard, I think there's going to be a meetup up in the Midwest. Yeah, I think there's one coming up where the Chicago guys are going to uh, Des Moines to watch it with with the Iowa supporters. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen that on. I've been watching that on Facebook. That's pretty cool. And I know, Dan, you were over in SoCal. Yeah, last weekend I was at the at the old ship, which is which is my favorite place to go. I mean, it's the only other uh, Chelsea bar I've been to, other than during the summer tour this year. But uh, that's always my my favorite place to go. out with them in, in Orange County so and we had uh we had someone come from uh the LA group um to Phoenix this weekend uh, his name was Edson so he was there and he was telling us about how they've uh they've changed pubs and stuff so they used to meet at the King's Head in LA and now they're at a place called the Lost Night and uh they said it's much better for them so better location and their staff's offering them you know discount drinks and and food and stuff so so they're loving their uh, their little change over there in LA too so pretty cool well I can't urge I can't urge people enough you know as far away as Houston to Dallas or um, you know Chicago to Des Moines or, or you know that kind of stuff to do it do it do it do it do it it's it's a lot of fun it's um it's just, I just enjoy the hell out of it. And then, for me, that's what Chelsea's been all about since since I found Chelsea, you know. It's, it's been this family. And, you know, whether I go to London or whether I go to L.A. or I know if I go to Seattle or Portland, there's going to be a group there waiting for me with, with open arms to come in and watch the game with them and, and enjoy the 90 minutes, win or lose, you know. And I think people got to keep that in mind, too. I mean, that's... That's what I love so much about Chelsea. It's just been the family. And, you know, I love, I just love that part of it. You know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or in person, you know, everybody's so welcoming and, and I just love it. And that's why I love this, this club. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I like um, 
about being a part of a supporters club is that if you have a job that has, you know, traveling constantly or if you happen to move to another city, you know, there's almost always another supporters club in uh, in that particular area, uh, area you know, uh, there's at least, you know, 40, 50 some uh, U.S. supporters clubs all over the country. So if you, you know, move somewhere, you're almost uh, bound to find uh, other Chelsea supporters in that particular area. And everybody's welcoming to each other, you know, uh, with open arms. Well, I would agree. It's good to hear that from you guys. So, so um, <clears throat> on CIA news, are we at that point now? Yes, we are. Uh, CIA news. Membership is open for a little over a month. So if you have not gotten your membership, you really should because it is important. Uh, we are at, hold on a minute, and I can tell you because I just updated. We're at 1658. Um, so 42 more paid members, and we go over 1700. Um, we are seriously at um, our second best year ever. Uh, memberships are still coming in. So, and I know a couple of clubs are still going to, So I, I've got a feeling we could still do our best year ever. Other than that, I want to remind you guys about, uh, which I've already mentioned, the One World Sports sweepstakes. Make sure that you mention that. Make sure that you've gone out there and voted. I want to also remind everyone about the CPO uh, raffle. Um, if you're interested or would like a chance to win a CPO share, I think we've got enough to do at least two shares. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so do that. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything. Can you guys? Eddie? I can't think of, uh, anything right now. Oh, uh, I guess I do want to mention a couple things, uh, cause I saw it on Facebook, uh, earlier this evening. Want to give a happy birthday shout out to Ben Horner. It's, that's right. Today's his birthday. It was Human's a couple of days ago. Um, it's Ben Horner's birthday. Happy birthday, Ben, buddy. I forgot to yeah, and uh, I also want to uh, want to uh, acknowledge uh, that I had to pay up on our on our uh, goal bet that the uh, Motor City Blues have. So uh, at the beginning of the season, we all we all picked a uh, player who is a, a regular uh, first team outfield player, and uh, if that person scores a goal, you have to buy a round of shots for uh, everyone who is involved in the game and that's at the pub so uh i picked gary cahill because uh cahill doesn't uh doesn't uh, <laughs> uh doesn't uh doesn't uh score that much but he did uh score on saturday's game so i had to buy uh a round of shots for uh, a couple of the guys that were at the pub well that's a nice thing to do that's a good idea i want to yes ask you uh, go ahead, Eddie. john uh john obi Mikel uh gave us the inspiration for that game because you know uh yep. he went he, he went almost what three years without a goal yeah uh and i remember uh db and uh jesus had a uh had a uh, bet with you know us and the bayou city blues 
that if he scored, uh, he would buy a round of shots for everybody at the uh, at the uh, pub that day. Uh, so we kind of took a uh, spinoff of that and kind of uh, involved the entire team on it uh, for whoever wants to get involved. Well, that is very, very cool. Yeah. I really like that. I want to uh, – something else um, that's come up. The holidays are getting close. We all know that. Um, brings us all back home and everything. But I also want to remind everybody um, that another – needing to be there so am i the only one on now because dan had to step away and eddie's gone i'm, I'm here i'm here oh you're back i'm i'm here as well okay um i'm tweeting with ben so i'm oh, telling I, him I think that's a really cool idea that you guys are doing that with with them and, and donating some stuff. And I know that we're trying to do that here in, in Phoenix is try and reach out to some local groups and stuff and, you know, host some events with them. I know we have uh, one of the few Chelsea um, affiliated youth teams out here, Sereno Soccer. So we're trying to work with them and do things with them, some charity events. So definitely a great idea to start doing. I totally agree. So, uh, do you have picks up from last week, Eddie? Uh, in popular, I, I did find it. So. Okay. Yes, uh, I was able to populate everything. However, Beth, on the main totals page, I didn't update it because I know it kind of deals something with the uh, formula. Yeah, no, Jonathan does that. Okay. Okay. Uh. Do you have these spreadsheet up, or do you want me to? Bring yeah, no, it back no, up no. I've got it up. I've got it up. Okay, okay, great. Um, so I do want to. I do want before we leave that charity thing. If you are doing a charity event uh, for the holidays, be it a, a food drive, work in the mission, uh, toys for tots, Ronald McDonald House, help for heroes, whatever you're doing for the holidays, please let us know so we can make mention of it on the podcast. So. Um, because we want to urge, you know, <clears throat> it's a big thing for me. And I think it's a big thing for a lot of our members to give back to our community. So And, um, uh, and also let us know and we can put it in, in a little news section in the next issues of CFC UK to let everyone else know. Great idea, Dan. Great idea. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, Dan and I won. Uh, we got three. Oh my god! I couldn't believe. I can't believe I won. I was looking at my results and I'm doing horribly. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, we got three. Um, Jonathan and Eddie got two, and Neil absolutely tore it up with one. 
Nice. So we do have all of our um, League Cup picks, except for Dan hasn't done those. Dan, do you want to go through those real fast? Um, how many games? Who's, how, who's up? How many games is it? Two, four, six, eight. Sure. Everton at home to Norwich. Everton. And these are only win-losses, right? Because it's Capital right. One Cup. Yep. Right. Yep. Hull at home to Leicester. Hall at home to Leicester. Yep. Leicester. Um, uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home to Arsenal. Oh. Um, I'll take Sheffield Wednesday. That's what uh, the only person that I well Jonathan and Neil picked a lot of ones. Uh, Stoke at home to Chelsea. Chelsea. Liverpool at home to Bournemouth. Liverpool. Man City at home to Palace. I'm going to go Palace. Southampton at home to Villa. Southampton. And Man U at home to Borough. Man U. Okay. See, that was easy. Yeah, that was quick. Okay, so for next weekend, two, four, six, eight, ten, uh, Saturday morning early kickoff, as we have already discussed, Chelsea at home to Liverpool. Eddie? Chelsea, of course. Chelsea. I think we are unanimous in that. Palace at home to Man U. Draw. I'm going to go to draw as well. I went with Palace. Man City at home to Norwich. City. City. Uh, Newcastle at home to Stoke. 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 I'm going with the draw. I just have a feeling. Swansea at home to, to Arsenal. I'm going to go with Swansea. I'm going to go with the Latte Boys. And I'm going with a draw. Actually, I'm going to change that. I mean, if I'm picking them to lose midweek, I can't. They're not going to lose two in a row. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a draw. Southampton at home to Bournemouth. Southampton. This is a little. Uh, this is a little local derby here, so uh, I might have to go. I go to draw. Right. Southampton. And I'm going with Bournemouth. Um, Tottenham at home to Villa. <sighs> Beth, close your ears. Sherwood's gone. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll go with a draw. As much as I wanted to draw. <laughs> Jesus 
Christ, Dan, don't even say it. I already typed it in. <laughs> I'm taking a draw. I'm going with Villa. Basically, Maybe anytime Villa I say come out motivated under a new manager. Exactly. Dan, I hope you lose. <laughs> I said draw. <laughs> Okay. All right, guys. All right. Um, that's saved. Close that. Uh, once again, we want to remind everybody that um, um, to uh, – I don't even know what we're talking about. What am I talking about? Uh, submit their picks if they want to online. Membership, the changes in the time and everything else, and that we're doing this on Sunday. Yeah. So get more people on. I'd love to have new people, more voices, more opinions. Be perfect. So... And I think other than that, you want me to, are we done? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think we're done. So make sure you get out to your pubs. Uh... arriving in your mailbox very very soon we also want to thank oneworldsports.com we mentioned it a number of times you're running out of time we could catch those stupid German bastards um, but just let's make sure that we don't lose to the games um, oneworldsports.com your network for Chelsea TV um, if you don't have it contact your cable or a satellite provider 8x8 magazine lovely magazine we mentioned one of the articles please 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 check it out I know it's expensive, but it's worth every penny. We also want to thank Parker's, a.k.a. the English Pork Pie Company. That stuff is really, really good, and they're expanding their menu and everything else like that. So go and check that out. We also want to thank the CST. I know I just got my Chelsea Supporters Trust newsletter in the mail, in my email. I'm so excited. I'm going to be there for the Christmas party. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. So, there you go. let everybody know about that. Um, and also the CPO, if you want to chance to win a share, make sure that you um, send $10 to chelseaatamerica.com, mark it for a share, and you be a winner. We've already had two, so it looks like we'll have two possibilities on how many people do it. So I think that's it. You know what? In the darkest of days, remember what Winston Churchill says. You know, public will be victory. We will not. We're not going to surrender. No surrender. No surrender. Stand strong. Support your team. Send them positive vibes. If Jose can't get out of it, 
get out. Believe in your team. <clears throat> Win, lose, up to close. Other than that, all I can say is carefree. And we'll talk to you next week. Up to Chelsea. Up to Chelsea. Up to Chelsea.